0: Welcome to Sure Foundation Lutheran Church's podcast channel. The following sermon was preached on December eleventh, twenty twenty-two, on the basis of Luke chapter one, verses seventy-six to seventy-nine. Grace, mercy, and peace are yours through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. The world waited for the promised Messiah for thousands of years. And while they were waiting, throughout those thousands of years, God came to them through the prophets and he he gave them several prophecies. These were, were shadowy sort of pictures that pointed ahead to this coming Messiah and what this coming Messiah would look like. Uh, so that when he came, people would be able to understand who this was. They would be able to identify him. Uh, a couple weeks ago, we talked about the very first promise of the Messiah. And that was in Genesis chapter 3. Just after the fall into sin, God gave the first promise of this Savior and said that he would be a a head crusher. Now, uh, imagine if you're you're Adam and Eve and you're hearing this promise for the first time. This promise of the Savior is the one that you're going to hold on to throughout your whole life. Uh, but that's all they had. They just had that promise of the Messiah. But throughout the Old Testament, we, we get a, a more clear and more clear picture as we go. So in Deuteronomy, we hear that, that this prophet would be a greater prophet than Moses. In 2 Samuel, we hear that he would sit on an everlasting So he would be a king unlike any other. In Isaiah, we hear that he'd miraculously be born of a virgin and that he'd be a a suffering servant. In Micah, we hear that he'd be born in Bethlehem. There's tons of other Old Testament prophecies, uh, but these were the ones that the the Old Testament believers had to hold on to. And you can bet that those who did believe held on to these with all their, their might waiting for the day when the Messiah would actually appear. Now, as New Testament Christians, obviously we, we know that these prophecies have been fulfilled, fulfilled in, in Jesus. Yet, the, these prophecies are still treasures. They're, they're still precious to us. And here's two reasons why. They're, they're precious, one, because it, it says that Jesus was who he said he was. When, when the Old Testament prophesied about this Messiah, uh, Jesus fit the bill of who this Messiah would be. He fulfilled all of these prophecies and it, it showed that he truly was who he said he was, the Son of God. It also shows God's providence, that, that God can, can orchestrate the fulfillment of his promises even over the course of thousands and thousands of years. And that's true for you in your life too. God is going to fulfill His promises to you, and you can count on that because His providence is perfect. Throughout the Old Testament, uh, as they were waiting for a, a Savior, there were also these types of Christ. That's the the theological term for for these people or concepts that pointed ahead to the, the coming Messiah. They themselves were not the Messiah but they pointed ahead to the Messiah. So, and the Old Testament priest Melchizedek was a type of Christ, pointing ahead to our great high priest, our Messiah. Or uh, Isaac was a type of Christ, as God asked Abraham to sacrifice his only son. We talked about Moses last week. Moses is a type of Christ. He was a great leader, a great deliverer, uh, who delivered the people from slavery in Egypt and led them not into the promised land but to the shores of the promised land. Uh, Moses wasn't the Messiah but he pointed ahead to a Messiah who would be a greater leader who wouldn't just deliver from slavery in Egypt but would deliver from eternal death. Then there's there's a guy like David. David is is a was a great king. David ruled and had many great victories, yet David would not sit on the throne forever. No, but somebody from his line would, would sit on this everlasting throne and that would be the Messiah. These types of Christ were not the Messiah themselves, but they pointed ahead to the Messiah. Now, a lot of these types of Christ, they had miraculous elements to their life. The two that we mentioned here, Moses had miraculous elements to his life, splitting the Red Sea in two. Uh, David had miraculous elements to his life, defeating Goliath. And the guy we're talking about today, he also had some miraculous elements to his life, starting at his birth. The Apostle John, or not the Apostle John, sorry, John the Baptist is who we are talking about today. Uh, John the Baptist, even before he was born, uh, at the announcement of his birth, had miraculous things happening. Uh, Zechariah was his father, and Zechariah happened to be working in the temple, when all of a sudden an angel appears to Zechariah. There's miraculous thing number one. The angel Gabriel appears to Zechariah, and the angel Gabriel announces to Zechariah that he and his wife Elizabeth will be with child. That was miraculous thing number two because Zechariah and Elizabeth were well past the childbearing age and they had, had tried to have kids a, a long time ago, but they were unable to, to have kids. God did not bless them in that way and Elizabeth was considered barren. Yet now, uh, Gabriel is telling Zechariah that they are going to have a child. That's miraculous thing number two. M- miraculous thing number three uh, Zechariah didn't believe the angel. He didn't believe the angel, and so Zechariah, who was completely able to talk uh, before this, because of his disbelief, was now unable to speak. <laughs> All of this in the announcement of, of the birth of John. But there's more. The angel Gabriel said that this child would be filled with the Holy Spirit even before he was born. Uh, this this child would, would be the forerunner of the the Messiah oh and when when the Messiah who is still in the womb in Mary's womb uh, came to visit Elizabeth while John was still in his mother's womb John leaped leapt in in the womb at the very presence of the Messiah and then when John was born and named finally Zechariah got his ability to speak back so many miraculous things surrounded John the Baptist's announcement of his birth and his birth itself. But his birth wasn't the only thing that stood out about John the Baptist. Uh, his ministry did as, as well. He, he was different than the other prophets. He, he dressed differently. He wore clothing that, that was made of camel's hair and a leather belt. Uh, he ate differently. He had lo- ate locusts and wild honey. He lived differently. He lived out in the desert And he spoke with such great authority. He was a great preacher. The people in that day obviously hadn't ever heard Elijah preach before. But he was known throughout Israel as as one who was an amazing preacher. And there was no preacher like Elijah. Yet, people were likening John the Baptist to Elijah. That was high praise. And so the people made their way out into the desert to hear John because they were curious. They had been waiting for the Messiah, just like their ancestors. And to be honest, the coming of the Messiah right now could not have come at a more of a perfect time. Yeah, you see, all those people at that time had their hopes and dreams of what this Messiah could be. They yearned for, the, for a Messiah that would save them from the Romans, from Roman oppression that would restore Israel to what it was at the time of David, the Messiah who would make life at least a little bit better for them here on earth. That's probably a good time for us to even evaluate our own hearts. As those people were waiting for the Messiah, they had all kinds of ideas of what this Messiah would be. What kind of Messiah do you want? What kind of Savior do you think that you need? You know, maybe, honestly, the answer to that question um, depends on what you're going through when I ask the question. If you happen to be going through sickness and pain, well, then maybe you you want a savior to save your malfunctioning body from disease, from pain, or from old age. If finances are particularly tight, maybe you want a financial savior to give you comfort and ease, ease in that area of life. Or maybe you're like the people that day. You want a political savior to fix the big problems of the world or to, to make the United States this little utopia again. What kind of savior do you want? Well, the people wondered at that time, could John be him? Luke records their curiosity. They say, he says, The people were waiting expectantly and were all wondering in their hearts if John might possibly be the Messiah. Yet, John's message was quite a bit different and offered a different sort of salvation than what the people were perhaps anticipating, than what we perhaps anticipate sometimes. John preached a message of salvation through the forgiveness of sins because of the tender mercy of our God. Yet, even that, my self-absorbed heart is not quick to embrace. Because there there is something about my heart that, that says, well, yeah, forgiveness is nice, but is it really my deepest need? Do I really need saving in that way? You, you see, our sinful hearts are convinced that they really aren't that bad. So maybe that forgiveness is needed for them, but not so much for me. In, in fact, there's a part of my heart that's repulsed by the idea of forgiveness. Because forgiveness insinuates that I need forgiveness. It insinuates that I have done something wrong, which my self-righteous heart would never want to admit. John's preaching confronted people's inflated view of themselves. It confronts us. John didn't hold back. He urged people to repent, to examine their heart, and in that examination, to realize their sin because... Any honest examination would lead to that very confession. And in that confession, John wanted people to seek forgiveness because there was forgiveness to be had. John was so good at this. He was such a good preacher and good at leading people to repentance because of the message that he proclaimed. But here's the thing about John. John could only announce the forgiveness of sins. He couldn't be the one to accomplish the saving work that would give that forgiveness. John wasn't the Savior, but he came to prepare the way for the Savior. He came to point people to the Savior. His position as as forerunner was actually prophesied about. Isaiah and Malachi prophesied about the one who would prepare the way. And the angel Gabriel said as much. When speaking to Zechariah, Gabriel said about John, He will bring back many of the people of Israel to the Lord their God. And he will go on before the Lord in the spirit and power of Elijah to make a people prepared for the Lord. A position that John himself knew he was called to. He pointed people to their real Savior. When they wondered if John was the Savior, John said to them, I baptize you with water, but one more powerful than I will come the straps of whose sandals I am not worthy to untie he will baptize you with the holy spirit and with fire the savior jesus was the lamb of god who would take away the sins of the world jesus is the savior who saved you from what you really needed saving from could he have come to save your your health your finances or the state of our country sure he could have But that would have been a small Savior, an earthly Savior. But Jesus came to be the Savior from sin. He came to shine on those living in darkness and in the shadow of what that sin leads to. Death, eternal death. Jesus saved us from that. He came to guide our feet in the path of peace, to be our salvation. Salvation doesn't come by doing, but salvation was given through what Jesus already did. There is no more need for for continued prophecy about the Messiah. There's no more need for more types of Christ because he came, he lived, he died, he rose, he reigns. It's done. It's accomplished. It's yours. He's better than Cain. He's better than Moses. He's better than John. He's Jesus, your Savior. Hi there, Pastor Wilkie here. Thanks for listening to this week's sermon. Hey, in this 21st century, one of the ways that you can share your faith is pretty easy. By sharing this podcast, by sharing this sermon, you, you can share Jesus' love with somebody that might need to hear it today. If you like what you heard today, maybe consider doing something just like that. And we'll, we'll see you here back next week for another sermon. God bless.